0: good to be back with you Wes for Coffee Pods. How are you doing?
1: Yeah I'm doing fine thank you. It's, it seems a while since we've done one isn't it? It um, has
0: been a while.
1: <laughs> but I, I was uh, I was just talking to a church leader uh, just ooh, a couple of weeks ago who's saying that um, they use the coffee pods in their small groups and uh, yeah. so we get to go to other churches Lisa you and I.
0: Yeah without even knowing.
1: Without even knowing. There oh I
0: love it I love it. I actually on that I went to a service on Sunday where they were using one of the podcasts as a discussion, you know, played the podcast then broke into small groups. Oh, my it was brilliant to be a part of it. <laughs> oh,
1: brilliant. Oh, gosh. Wow! Hey, I might not even have to turn up at church on Sunday anymore. We right. can just. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, seriously, here we go. Yes, let's do this.
0: <laughs> um, so we're starting a new um, series called Overcoming, um, and we're going to look at a number of different areas um, around this. But today we're going to explore together overcoming doubts. Um, we all yeah. have them, don't we? Where it's about life, um, yep. faith, everything. So when when I say overcoming doubts, what's the issue here? What what are we exploring?
1: Well, of course, I mean you know um, people have the idea that if you're a healthy Christian, then you, you are victorious all the time. Do you know, I mean, you, you, you walk on sunshine and at least a foot off the ground and you don't, you know, when, when it rains, you don't even get wet. I mean, you've got this idea of this thing, but of course the truth is you're absolutely right, Lisa, we all have doubts and the issue is not so much not having, not, not having them, if you see, but actually it's, it's more about what they do to us And and also then, I guess, what we can then do about them, you know, so it's what what they do to us and what we do with them.
0: That's really helpful because you're right. Sometimes you do think, oh, I shouldn't be doubting.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, well, it's what we do with them and what they do to us. And you did also mention at the conference that we just had, um, you mentioned the story of the healing of the boy after the Mount of Transfiguration. Oh, yeah. Um. And it has this well-known phrase, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> <laughs>
1: Can you good.
0: explain that a little bit for
1: us? Well, yeah, because the story is really uh, interesting, isn't it? Because it's one of those moments when you see the disciples sort of in NICAM digital stereo technicolor warts and all. they've They've clearly been approached by the father of this child who's got, in a sense, classic signs of epilepsy. But all the gospel writers and, 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 you know, and even Luke who sort of understands the nature of of stuff like that that can also differentiate between things that are um, simply a physical illness and then things that that they attribute to a non-material reality. So like the demonic and, 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 and within that. So Jesus, for instance, will rebuke winds and waves, like he does a demon, because there's something behind it, working it out. And it's true in this uh, situation. The disciples, they are presented with the request for healing. Many of us in the healing ministry have had moments where people have asked for that. And they've, I, I call it, they've given it their best prayer, their best shot, <laughs> yeah. and and it hasn't worked.
0: Yeah. And, and,
1: of course, it does provoke later on in them the question, why couldn't we do it? Because clearly they expected it to work. So what happens there very quickly is Jesus comes down the mountain after the Mount of Transfiguration, the crowds see him, they all run because to see, to, to, to get him naturally, but there's an argument between the disciples and the teachers of the law. And, and it's all about this boy and why they couldn't do it. And then the father comes to Jesus and says, can you help me? You know, and it's that lovely phrase. He, He says, if you can do anything, can you help me please, Jesus? And Jesus says, if, everything's possible for those who believe and this is where he then says i believe help me overcome my unbelief and i just love that i love this guy I want to be- he's one of the guys i'm going to spend most of my heaven just going around meeting people and saying what went through your mind when yeah. you said i believe but help me with the places where i i can't just reach it and i think that's the problem for us we think if I can't believe about this, then my whole life's rubbish and I'm not a very good Christian. And that's not true.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially if people challenge you on, you know, oh. on your belief. <laughs> um, that can make it feel even harder, can't it?
1: Yeah, it can. I mean, we've got a, a guy that Mary and I know we well we, we we chat about it. And you know, he's often asking lots of questions about the Bible and about Christianity. And I just said to him, I don't know, some I don't know. I've been reading this book for the best part of you know nearly 50 years and there's bits in it and even i go god i don't understand that yeah you know but it doesn't stop me living the bits i do understand I which see. is which is i think what some people do yeah. you know so I, I i live the bits i can understand i do understand but the bits that i don't i have to say okay you know god you have to help me with it yeah
0: that's a really helpful way of looking at it because hmm. i was just going to think you know there's there's different doubts for everybody. And I'm thinking about the healing ministry in particular. Like one of the huge doubts is they're not going to get healed. Yeah. You, know, like you get told something like cancer. Well, they're not going to yeah. get healed. Or you have a doubt about yourself being able to be the the minister. Don't you? I, I can't do this. Or, you know, just a couple of examples. But there must be other examples in the Bible of, of people who face doubt.
1: Uh, oh yeah and actually you just got my big doubt my, i don't doubt god i think yeah. he's brilliant i doubt me i think i'm a wazak yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm thinking you know G- jesus if you had somebody else here doing this i'm sure it would work yeah <laughs> but you ended up with me you know and and we can all go through that and and actually for some christians they say they they have utter confidence that jesus will he- will heal everybody else except them
0: yeah
1: you know and and you think okay well, with that case. but yeah i mean i there is absolutely that i mean there are totally there are other people in in the bible take thomas you know disciple of jesus lived with jesus for three years i mean have seen he saw lazarus raised from the dead i mean come yeah. on i mean there is stuff the feeding the five thousand, the war- walking on the water stuff i mean just pick it up <laughs> And then they tell him that Jesus is alive, and he says, "Unless I see it for myself, and unless I put my finger in the hole and stuff," and you're thinking, "Oh boy, he just can't get there." Yeah, yeah. And but I have a theory about Thomas, Lisa. I don't think he was looking for a reason to doubt. I thinking, I think he was a man who was looking for certainty.
0: Oh,
1: I, I, I don't think he was. I think he just wanted to be so certain, but he just couldn't reach it.
0: Yeah, and,
1: and, and I think that's why Jesus, you know, I think probably with a twinkle in his eye, upbraids him and says, oh, come on, Thomas, <laughs> you know, come on there, put your finger in. And, of course, church history records that Thomas went to India, planted a church and died a martyr's death. That's not the lifestyle of a man who's a doubter. No, it's
0: not. It's not. And you've mentioned before, haven't you, about the difference between certainty is it
1: certainty yeah. In faith? Yeah. yeah 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 because you know um the trouble is we want when when we talk about faith we want it to be shaped in such a way that there's no risk
0: yeah
1: but actually that's that's the opposite of faith faith is by nature taking risk and saying god i trust you and and i think there, that's why i say the opposite of uh, faith is not unbelief the opposite of faith is certainty
0: yeah
1: that we've created ourselves and and actually you know for all of us I mean we saw at the conference this uh, last weekend Lisa how people's stories were people taking a risk but trusting Jesus
0: yeah it's lovely lovely okay so Thomas who so yep. sadly is known as the doubt you know doubting <sighs> Thomas poor guy yeah <laughs> <Any> Others. <laughs>
1: I mean, I've just been reading Jeremiah. I mean, come on. He was not a happy person, Jeremiah. I mean, you know, you you, you need a s- strong cup of tea to read Jeremiah, I think. <laughs> but he is, he is, you, you feel intensely the passion that he has for God and for righteousness. And you can see that he doubts himself. You can see that he doubts whether Israel will ever find a place of recovery and that sometimes you can you feel that he can also sort of doubt God a little bit and say, God, why have you done this to me? You know, because they they did sort of beat him up pretty badly. I mean, Jeremiah, if you want to be a prophet of God, it's not going to be everybody's not going to love you, you know. Uh-huh. And so I can understand that. So, I mean, I take Job. I mean, you know, if you ever wanted to go through a book of somebody struggling with the reality of doubt, then, you know, Job is there. And, and, and to be honest, the list is endless, probably. Yeah. Because but it's not so much that you've got doubt, it's what does it do to you and what do you do with it?
0: Yeah, I think that's super helpful. Um, and I suppose we we should go to Jesus. I think because he <laughs> had he had moments, didn't he, and where we've really seen his humanity. Yeah.
1: Um
0: I mean Gethsemane, for example, was that yeah. was there doubt there?
1: You see, there's great debate, Lisa, about that among theologians. Some of the evangelicals and the charismatics—they, I mean, Jesus never got his clothes dirty. You know, he, he never he never dropped, you know, food onto his onto his things. He didn't need to clean his teeth. You know, I mean, it, it, it's that sort of. But of course, you've just brought out Jesus was fully human, as well as having the capacity of being fully God at the same time. But he lived out of that humanity surrender to god so gethsemane and if that's not a genuine moment then we're all sort of you know lost because if if jesus was just play acting just to make it look good in the bible then you know but actually the truth is he needs the company of the disciples particularly peter james and john yeah so he's feeling something this is an incredibly emotional time he knows what's coming and and the doubt is is i think that he expresses father it's possible let this cup pass from me i don't think the doubt is in the father's love or the father's goodness i think he's experiencing what it's like when we get there genuinely and say god you know is there any i'm afraid is there any other way that we could do this yeah and we've all been there and and you, you know my great debate about you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, as he says on the cross, um, it's interesting that Jesus throughout the Gospels refers to God as Father.
0: Yeah.
1: So why doesn't he say, my Father, my Father, why have How you forsaken me? One?
0: Yeah.
1: Because I don't think the Father did forsake him. I think God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And the Father, the Son, the Spirit, this was the thing that they were going to do together I think on the cross, Jesus is experiencing what we experience when we feel alone and vulnerable and desperate and doubting and God forsaken, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, um, you know, there, there are times when I'm not physically with Mary. She's, mm-hmm. she's out doing something. Do I sit there and say, because she's not physically here, she doesn't love me anymore? And the answer is no, because I know who she is right and and Jesus knows who the Father is, but actually just walking through the valley of the shadow of death is a great Greek word it means it sucks it's <laughs> just a horrible experience and we can feel God forsaken even though God has not forsaken us we it just feels like that
0: yeah, yeah. and so
1: I th- I think in those moments yeah, I think Jesus experienced this you know, the stuff that we do and bear in mind i experience it only for me okay jesus yeah. experiences it for all of us oh gosh okay so that's pretty big so does it make jesus any less god no does it make him fully human yes does it change who he is no you know but he does experience as hebrew says everything that we have
0: yeah wow it's it's huge is oh, <laughs> big on. Yeah, I also quite like, I mean, I may not have heard it completely correctly, but I do like that actually sometimes doubt could be knowing there's another way um, yeah. as well. So, yeah, it might feel like, oh, this is awful, but there is there is another way. I'm going to ponder on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, no, I, I think it's great. Yeah, good. Yeah.
0: But OK, I, so sorry, go on.
1: Uh, next podcast, tell us what you think.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so just thinking about doubts, then it's not about not having them. No. It's more about what they do to us and what we can do with them. Yep. So, then practically, what can we do, Wes?
1: Okay. Shall I tell you what I do?
0: Yes, please.
1: Okay. Let me, this is what I do. The first thing, we're not just, you know, the little niggly thoughts, but the big doubts, the yes. doubts that, you know, don't fight alone.
0: Okay.
1: I've got people I can talk to. I got people who can pray with me. I got people I, I can be honest with and say I'm really struggling. Yeah. Okay. So don't fight alone. The next thing is I don't rely on my own perspective. Yes, I see it this way, and the cloud is very big and yeah. it's very black. You know, the juggernaut coming towards me is huge, right? But that's just how I see it. Yeah. Somebody else actually might say, actually, was it's not that big and it's not that dark. OK, yeah. it's just that you've got, you, you know, and because you, you know what it's like, and the longer you go on, the worse you make it.
0: Yeah.
1: OK. The other thing is, um, let God's word fuel your imagination. That's what mm-hmm. I do. You know, I, I can sit there and wait for this thing to hit me or else I can pick up a Bible and say, God, have you got anything to say to me about this? Yeah, you know, did. and, and even, even if you can't, you know, it amazes me, Lisa, how often just where I'm re- up to reading in the Bible, just in the, the thing that I follow, I hit a day and there's a thing, <laughs> you know, and so let the Bible, let the word of God fuel your imagination. Let it feed how you see this happening. Yeah. Um, worship for me always helps me realign my perspective okay it always you know if I if I when I worship God however I do it Mm -hmm. it's like I get closer to him and the thing do you know that turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go strangely to him you know really Lauren Lauren Daiglin's version of that is brilliant but do you know the great thing about it is that's absolutely true the closer I get to Jesus the less this has impact on me
0: yeah
1: and I think also perhaps. For me, just developing gratitude, ongoing gratitude, just be grateful for what I have got mm. seems to help me deal with the stuff that's coming. But that, they're, they're the five things that I do. That's,
0: that's really helpful, really helpful stuff. So, and it might be worth um, if you're listening, maybe just thinking about any of those things that Wes has mentioned, whether they'll be helpful for you or thinking for yourself. What things you can do practically to uh, help yourself as well? So this has been a good chat. Wes, really Yay. good start to our new series. Uh, yep. Overcoming doubts. Can you remember off the top of your head what which one we're looking? Is it fears next month? Uh,
1: yes, we're going to talk about uh, um, overcoming fear. And, Fantastic. And and I just think if oh your if your doubts are about living too much in the present, then I think our fears are often about living too much in the future. Ah and uh, so i've got uh, i'll get, go, i've got a little one for each of them so we'll bring them love out it. as we go
0: all oh i right. love it awesome well thank you wes thank you everyone for listening and uh, do check out acorn christian live as well where we've got some wonderful resources and we'll catch you all soon bye-bye bye